0: Save your seat now at com. That's growandemaiallist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. Dang, get ready. Buckle up.
1: Your whole tone of voice changes when you nerd out about email lists. You sound like you're talking about a child. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my email list is kind of like my baby. (laughs) Why, hello there, Kylie. Welcome to your home on the Gold Digger podcast. Hi, yes, it's so cozy here. Wow, thank you for this very great setting of my office. I actually have a folding like spare bed mattress around me and this is my recording studio. Very glamorous.
0: I really love that. I love that visual. You know, it's so funny. People think that you have to have like all of these professional things to run a great show. And I think that we are just proof time and time again that we can keep things simple and it doesn't always have to be sexy.
1: Oh, yeah. Don't believe the lies that you need a professional recording studio. (laughs) Believe me, it's the biggest lie ever told about podcasting.
0: Amen. Speaking of sexy, we are going to talk about One of the sexiest marketing topics, email lists. Don't worry, this is still rated PG for everyone that's panicking. (laughs) Email marketing is literally one of my favorite topics under the sun, which makes me a total incomplete nerd. And so I'm really excited to talk about this. But I think we have to break some of the myths before we even get into the good stuff. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, I think so. Because again, just like I was new to the digital course world when I joined your team, I also was new to email marketing and like starting an email list. And no one had ever described it as a sexy thing to me (laughs) until I met you. What? No way. Yeah. Why isn't it? I know you think it's super sexy, but why isn't it like the first thing we learn in Entrepreneurship 101? I have to kick this off with a story because I think it will help illustrate my obsession. Okay. So
0: when I wanted to start teaching about email marketing. It was funny because this was... Years ago. So it was before it was even like a common topic of conversation in the entrepreneurial world. I definitely was not the first email marketer by any means, but I really picked up passion before a lot of creative entrepreneurs understood email marketing as a whole. And I remember we created my program, the List to Launch Lab, and it was our smallest launch we probably ever did. And I was thrilled. I was so excited. people were starting to understand the power of email lists. And I didn't care if one person bought it or 200 people bought that course because I cared so deeply about it. And you know, want to know what's crazier is that now to this day, that is the most profitable course that we have, meaning we are selling that course so much these days. But I believed in the power of email marketing. Before the results were there that people wanted to learn about it and I knew I was like I have to have stamina talking about this topic because it matters so much and I have to believe in this message and the power of this marketing strategy so deeply that I give people time to understand its importance. And that's exactly what we've done. But I just remember after that launch, it was like the smallest monetary launch we had done in so long. And I was just so pumped up because I'm like, people are starting to understand. People are starting to understand. And now this is one of the hottest topics that we talk about on this show and in my space. And so it's just proof that that marketing stamina, if you know something works or if you believe in something or if you have this passion, Pursue it. It might not be the quickest road to results, but if you're in it for the long game, dang, get ready, buckle up.
1: Your whole tone of voice changes when you nerd out about email lists. You sound like you're talking about a child.
0: <laughs> well, my email list is kind of like my baby, movies, I guess, but you know, it's just so funny to me because. Email marketing—it feels like, like when I talk about it, even if I close my eyes and talk about it, I picture like going onto Crate and Barrel, and then there's that pop-up, and it's like, "Do you want to save ten percent?" And you, of course, say yes because you're like me and you love coupons. And you put your little name in there, and then all of a sudden, you're bombarded with all of these sales emails, and you find yourself browsing tabs of things that you didn't even know you needed. And I think that that is the way that so many of us think about email marketing, and so it feels like. It's- It's reserved for giant corporations or product shops or people that have dedicated marketing teams. And I think a lot of times that's the thing that keeps us from understanding its power. And that's the thing that keeps us from executing on starting, growing, or scaling an email list.
1: All right. It's very clear you are the email list evangelist this generation (laughs) of entrepreneurs' needs. But... How far into your business did you start one? Did you like know that this was important a one day one? No, not at all. I
0: think I was probably five years into my business. So, oh wow! Yeah, I'm about a decade into entrepreneurship and it was probably halfway through that journey that I started it. And I remember it was because I had taken this consulting call. It was like a free coaching call thing. And the dude on the phone was like, how big is your list? And I legitimately thought he was talking about my to-do list. And I was like, (laughs) well, it is long, let me tell you. And then he started talking to me about email marketing. And my first objection was like, dude, you don't know me. I've got 10,000 followers on Instagram. I'm good. And I am so grateful that that whole message and that, that guilt I almost felt for not having an email list stuck with me and propelled me into action. Because my email list is hands down the number one way that we drive profits in our business. But it's also the number one way that I feel like we connect on a more personal level with the right people. So it was, yeah, about halfway through my entrepreneurial journey. So I was not an early adopter by any means. I had no idea that it mattered. I I was so focused on social
1: okay so that feels like permission to start no matter where you're at in business it's not like you're too late right no you're never too late you're never too late (laughs) okay so let's talk about like the logistics of this because i see a lot of website templates like my website is on squarespace but they come stock with like the sign up for my newsletter form at the bottom, like that's good enough, right? Like that's all I need. Mm. Just sign up for my newsletter and we're good to go. No, (laughs) (laughs) I knew I asked that Uh, facetiously because
0: I knew I know a lot of people almost look at email marketing as this like passive experience, right? Like I'll put the form and if people find it, then they'll join if they want it. And I don't want to inconvenience anyone or make them feel obligated to sign up for something. But first off, can I just ask you, when was the last time you put your email address in one of those forms like that?
1: Oh, in just a newsletter form? Yeah. I can't. Make, like Never. when was the internet invented? Like, Yeah. <laughs>
0: We don't want extra emails. Like I don't know of a single person that's like, give me more in my inbox unless there is value attached to it, right? And so we have to look at it as like this twofold thing. Like as the person asking for an email address, we have to see that email address, that person, that subscriber as a value add to our business. In the online marketing world, it is said that every subscriber is worth one extra dollar of revenue per month in your business if you use email marketing right. So, if you think about it, if you had 250 subscribers, that could be 250 more dollars into your business per month if you use email marketing. And so, as a person asking someone to opt in or to sign up, we have to see that email address, that subscriber as value. And in turn, we need to use the rule of reciprocity and give them value, give them a reason to sign up. The only things I ever sign up for is when it's like, give me free shipping. I'm like, yes, please. Or give me 10% off my order. Yes. Or give me this free training or access to this tool or this blueprint or this roadmap or this template. We have to see this as a value exchange. Therefore, for relying on a little form that says sign up for my newsletter, that's hidden at the bottom of our page, that is not expressing any sort of value. We cannot expect people to give us their value, which is their access
1: to their inbox. All right. I'm so glad I got that out of the way because I just knew you'd get fired up about it. So in talking about starting an email list, someone with no email list to speak of and they are on the email list boat now, where does that process even begin? Because it sounds overwhelming.
0: Well, a lot of times we overwhelm ourselves with things that aren't even a problem, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we're using potential problems as a tool of procrastination, which I think we're all experts at. at oh, this point. I feel
1: called out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. You know, it's funny. Even my sister the other day, she she does great with email marketing because she had your position at once and learned all about it. But the other day she was like asking me, okay, I know someday I need to segment my list and I need to you know, figure out who's on it for what and all these things. And I'm like, okay, that's a future thing. How are you just showing up and serving right now? And so the first thing that I would say is you just have to pick a provider. So there are so many options out there. There's MailChimp, Mad Mimi, Flowdesk, Infusionsoft. There's like so many different options. I highly highly encourage a beginner to start with Flowdesk. It's a female founded business. They are constantly adding new features. The emails are a beautiful. You can use it even if you don't have a website, so it can almost stand in as a website as you are building your business, growing your email list. And I just love the fact that it's $19 a month. That's probably one of the cheapest options for unlimited usage. So I mean, I gotta throw a plug in here, but if you go to Jenica.com slash F L O D E S K, you can lock in at that rate and make sure that you can take advantage of all the things I just said. But you can literally sign up for any service provider. I think I've used almost all of them at some point in my career. And you need to know that that decision is not final. You can easily change platforms as your needs change, as your business grows. And so just make a decision that fits where you're at today. And again, if you're a beginner or if you're someone that's like very obsessed with the way things look, highly recommend Flowdesk. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash golddigger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash golddigger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Now, the next thing that we need to figure out is just what is that value add? How are you going to give value in exchange for getting value? And I think we overcomplicate this so much. So, You can use a coupon code. You can do free shipping. You can enter someone for a giveaway. You can share a template that you've created. Create a freebie that's in alignment with your offer. There's so many different things. Can I tell you one quick story here that I think might help illustrate this? Oh, please do. Okay. So when Drew was starting his business that he no longer runs because he is the best stay-at-home dad (laughs) in the world, but it was the Kutcher method. And we knew the importance of email marketing so deeply and intimately that we started his email list before we even had a name for his business. And so we used email marketing As a way to understand what people wanted more of, what they were willing to take action on, and as a way to serve people and kind of poise him as an expert while we figured out all the other steps. So I think a lot of times we get things backwards and we're like, we need the website before we have the email list. But in reality, what we did was we created two different offers. So Drew was doing a health coaching and accountability business. So we created one offer, which was seven days of at-home workouts, no equipment required. And the other offer was our actual grocery list separated by department that people could get along with our meal prep recipes that we prep each week. And we were shocked because we were going to make his whole business around at-home workouts and just different ways that people can get in shape without the equipment. Guess what? That freebie didn't even hold a candle to the wind compared to the one for the food prep and the meal prep list. And so we very quickly pivoted and created his business around this accountability piece when it comes to food and nutrition and things. And if we hadn't had done that, we probably would have gone way too far in in the other direction and not serving people where they needed it the most. So I just want to put that plug out there that you can start your email list, even if you don't know what your company is going to be called, even if you don't know your branding colors, even if you don't have a website, and use these different free opportunities to gauge people's interest and provide value.
1: I love that you asked me if you could tell me a story on your own podcast. (laughs)
0: Like, go for it. you're the one listening to me right now, so you can say no.
1: (laughs) I love that because I think too, that barrier to entry, it's like, do I need a full-fledged website to start my list? Do I need all these other things? And yeah, it's that list of excuses that feels like productivity or important needs before you do the other important thing. So if you erase those excuses, because it's possible to start your email list without all of those things in place. Yes. Okay. So you dabbled in it for just a second, but the freebie, like creating a freebie, that piece of value that people are going to hand over their email for, that can also feel intimidating because again, it comes with a list of, well, I'm not a graphic designer and I don't know what I could offer for free. Let's demystify that a little bit. Yeah.
0: So a lot of times when it comes to a freebie, we go one of two directions. We totally disregard different things that other people would find helpful because they're just so common sense to us or someone else has already done it or there's a million other guides teaching this exact same thing already out there on the internet. Or we overcomplicate it and make it this huge complex thing. The biggest thing that I want a freebie to do if you're going to create some sort of guide or download in exchange for someone's email address is to get them a quick win. You want whatever you're putting out there of value to get somebody a quick result. You want them to trust you. So, Let's say you're creating a bigger offer. Maybe you could pull out one or two pages of that and use that as your freebie. Maybe you've created a template to help you do your work better that other people could find helpful. Maybe you've created a list of things that you check off every single week that you could share with the world. Whatever that looks like, you probably already have and are sitting on content that could be an incredible freebie for you. And so you want to think, how can I get someone a quick win, a quick result? Do not worry about giving away a secret to your success. You might be giving them one piece or one step of a five-step process, but let me tell you, if you get them a result with this freebie, they are going to be so much more likely to invest in a paid opportunity with you. So I think a lot of times, people's freebies kind of just, like, Skim the surface and they're kind of just more general info. But if you can instead position it in a way of like, I'm going to get you this result for free and I'm so excited to see you win and take action. If you can get people to take action and get a result with something free that you've created, dang, you are going to blow people away when you have that paid opportunity. And then the other piece is we worry so much about the way things look. Like, Kylie, I know you're one of those people. Hi, yes. (laughs) yes graphics. You love beautiful visuals. You love branding. Great. I love all of those things too. Nowadays, people don't care about the way things look. They want that information. We want information quickly. It's kind of like, have you ever gone onto YouTube and you YouTube how to do something and it's like a 20 minute video and you're like fast forwarding, like get to the point, get me <laughs> yes. to that thing. And then you realize you just wasted like 20 minutes watching a video that doesn't actually teach you anything. It's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ugh! and so with your freebie, people don't care what the cover looks like. They don't care. Like they want that info for free and they want that quick, Win that gets them that result. But if you do get caught up in the visuals, go on to Canva. There are amazing templates for downloads, for digital PDFs. You can literally design something in under an hour. You can make it match your branding if you have existing branding. If you don't have existing branding, use a template. They have designers create those templates. So you look like a designer. We use Canva all the time in my business. It's an incredible tool and it's a really easy way to get something beautiful. So that is what I would say about the freebie creation process. And maybe you're listening and you're like, okay, I don't get all of the nitty gritty steps of like, once I create the freebie, how do people get it? If you are thinking that, I want for you to go to listbuildchallenge.com. It's my free challenge all about email marketing that teaches you how to go from zero to 250 subscribers. It gives you all the tools. But in that, there are also tech tutorials to show you all of those tiny nitty gritty things that are likely holding you back or like creating those potential problems in your head that are leading you to procrastinate. And so I just want to put a plug in. I can't go through all of that on a podcast. It doesn't make sense. But the video tutorials exist and they are not like the crappy YouTube videos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. That just happened to me the other day installing cabinets. It was like just yeah. this poorly produced video. And by the end of it, I didn't know how to install my cabinets. So yeah. waste of time. You're
0: like, teach me something <laughs> fast. like Especially this year. It's like we need things to be short to the point, actionable, digestible. And so don't overcomplicate that process. Like make it super easy for people to get results. And I think that that can also so go the same for you. Make it super easy for you to get yourself a result. Stop
1: with all of the potential problems and procrastination. Totally. So, can I share a little email list win of my own? Please do. So I started my list when I started working for you because I had to. (laughs) I I learned so much about it. Sacrilegious if you didn't. Yeah, I had this healthy (laughs) level of guilt about not having started one yet. So I had this same freebie kind of floating around on my site for a while, but just recently, and my area of expertise is podcasting for sure. So I had a blog post up about booking guests on your podcast and part of that blog post was going to be a copy and paste email template that a reader could use in their own podcasting journey to book guests. But it threw off the formatting of my blog post. And I was like, "Ugh, I want to include this because I know it's valuable, but I don't want to include it in the blog. So I pulled out the template and I put it in a Canva template just a nice cover page with the actual copy and pasteable email that they could send to a potential guest. And I loaded it up as a freebie on that blog post. And my opt-ins, my list is growing because of that. And it was the simplest little yes. hack yes. for my email list. Yep. And I was like, oh my yep. god, it clicks
0: now. Yes. And that's the thing too, is so many of your freebies can just be these simple value ads to content people are already interested in. So it's never really like this hard pitch. It's more of that invitation. And I love that you made it fit with a blog post. So if somebody's already on the blog reading that, there is a very good chance that they want that next step with you, that next invitation that they'll say yes to, which is so obvious, but we make it so complicated, right?
1: Yeah. I feel like I did good. I did good, bye. You <laughs> did,
0: good, my student.
1: Okay, <laughs> now I have a selfish question. Not to make this all about okay. my list, but although my list is growing, it's dormant. Like I've sent one single email in the history of my list, other than that freebie delivery email. So, how do I tiptoe my way back into inboxes without annoying anyone? So first off, you have to let go of that feeling like you are annoying
0: anyone. Think about your inbox. So for example, we're coming off of a weekend. I pull it open. I do a quick scan and anything that catches my eye or is from a sender that I'm actually curious about, I'm going to open, right? Anything else? Mm, I don't know. I might pass through or go back to it later. The thing that I've been really realizing is that if people have opted in, they're likely waiting for that next invitation. We often say on our team when it comes to marketing, no dead ends. We never want to leave people like at the end of something and wondering, okay, what's next? Or where do I go from here? or How do I take that next step? And so you've essentially created a dead end by your own (laughs) non-doing. Dang it. Activity, And so now we just got to open up that road again, open up that communication. And so the first thing that I would just recommend is jump back into those inboxes and send a little life update along with a piece of value. So that could very easily look like a photo, a selfie of you and Chris maybe, and just talking about your lives, what you're up to these days, how you're navigating this year, and then provide a quick tip. Something that I've learned lately is, and share it. And it feels really personalized, but you're still adding value. And I don't think anyone can ever be annoyed by someone trying to add value to their lives, right? We only get annoyed when something feels pointless or when we feel scammed or when we feel like we're just being sold to without being understood first. And so your goal is to just think, how can I add easy value over these next few weeks? The next thing would be is just commit to a schedule that you feel confident you can stick to. Maybe that's just once a month. Maybe you create this once a month email where you're filling people in on what you're up to and you're sharing something that you've learned. Even if you don't have something to sell right now, now is a time to just be adding value to people's lives. I think of this example all the time. Have you ever like been on a walk or you've been outside, which probably not this year, but somebody like offers you something for free. It could be a free sample. It could be like they're holding out a flower for you. You immediately feel like you owe someone something, right? Like whenever somebody gives me a sample, I feel like I need to go browse the shop. And then I probably need to buy something because man, they just gave me something and I didn't even ask for it. That same rule of reciprocity happens in business and in marketing. And it's not maybe as urgent or timely, but when you feel like someone has served you and given you without you even having to ask, you're going to be so much more receptive to use your buying power with them and to trust whatever that offer is. So I personally, we email our list at least once a week. And a lot of times it's just straight up encouragement. There's no links to click. There's no hidden messaging. It's just hey, I'm thinking of you, I, I know this is tough and here's something that happened in my life and here's how you can maybe apply this simple win to your life so the biggest thing you've got to ask yourself is how can I add value and how can I further that conversation to eliminate dead ends and do that before you even have something to sell because it's going to be so genuine and people are really going to understand that level of service and build that trust over the time
1: that you have with them. I can always count on you to speak directly into my brain and shatter a mindset block I have about something. And I think it's a type three thing too, like I don't want to be annoying because i Yeah. A type three. You've been annoyed. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah, exactly. So you get it, but that's definitely, it's just a mindset thing. I'm ready to implement and hop back into some email inboxes
0: very soon. I have one more tip for you. Okay. Lay it on me. I think this would help anyone. So watch your user habits when it comes to your inbox, watch the things that peeve you off where you're like, oh my gosh, why are they emailing again? Or like, I am not interested in this. Watch the things that catch your eye where you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this was happening. And then you realize, oh my gosh, they've emailed me a couple of times and I didn't even you know, pay attention. Watch what subject lines get you to click open. Watch which things you take action on. I actually have a folder, so I would advise everyone to do this a folder in my Gmail titled like copy that converted me. And I, anytime that I open an email or I click on something, or it gets me to buy something or gets me to sign up, I just drop those emails into that folder. And it's super inspiring to me whenever I go to write something because I'm like, this made me feel good, or this made me take action, or this made me want to reach out, or this made me want to hit reply, or this answered a question I had. And so If you ever need that like inspiration or that reminder of like this copy converted me, this email converted me, this is the power of email marketing present as I am the consumer. It really helps when you're the producer of it.
1: I really like that. Now I'm thinking about what's the last marketing email I opened and it was definitely from Aerie because they get me with their cozy sweatshirts and sweaters every single time. I'm going to have to go back and look at that subject line. Yeah.
0: (gasps) Yes. Okay. Yes. And just check it out and really pay attention to your user habits because I think that helps you understand and kind of push past some of those mindset shifts because you're very seldom actually peeved off or annoyed. You're more so just likely to take action with certain things. So pay more attention to the action taking
1: things and less the annoyed things. I love that. Okay, so this year with the year of uncertainty, the year of pivoting, what are you noticing that's different about your email list or speaking to your email list in 2020? Like what unique strategies are we having to employ on Team Jenna Kutcher about Jenna Kutcher things that maybe wasn't a part of the email strategy before this year?
0: Yeah. So I'll start with me personally, and then I'll venture into what I see overall in the email marketing world. Because I think that we have maybe a slightly different take that could be super helpful. And then we'll talk about overall. So for us, I think it's just heightened the way that we've served in the past and kind of forced us to really look at where our people are at right now. So it used to be so much easier to make blanket statements right before this year. Like we could be like, what a year. It's great year. But like we understand that this year holds weight in different ways for so many different people. And so I think our biggest change is just being very, very thoughtful with the way that we're communicating given the climate of the world, of entrepreneurship, of the people that we serve. And so just being very cognizant that what is true for me might not be true for them. And how can I relate or share something that will help no matter where someone else is at? So I think that just being cognizant of the messaging and really looking at pitches as more so invitations that allow people to opt in or opt out. So I think in years past, it's way easier to have almost hard sales pitches like, you know, ending soon, you need to hurry up and take advantage of this offer. And it's like, hey, like there's this really great thing happening. And if this is the right fit, this could be a really great opportunity. But if it's not the right time, it's not the right offer or it's not the right opportunity, It's okay. You're still going to be successful. And so I think just almost softening the way that selling is happening because we're being cognizant of the climate has really just changed. And it's bought the trust of people who aren't even purchasing because they're understanding just that empathetic approach of saying, Hey, I know this year has been really hard. Here are some free resources. Here's an opportunity for a paid one. You know, take your pick what fits better into your life right now. And so that's something that we've really transitioned. And then the other thing is really focusing on just more personal posts, more just really direct messages from me about my life and my family. I think a lot of times when we're going through tragedy or trauma or we're experiencing just this colossal shift, we want to know that we're not the only ones in that. And so I find myself reading emails just that are about people's personal lives and, and sharing stories that maybe I'm like, oh my gosh, me too, or like anecdotes that I can relate to. And so just this real desire of realness and like true authenticity of what this season looks like and how we're navigating it so that we can relate to one another as human beings. Now, from a larger scope, when we're talking about email marketing, I've been seeing some really interesting things that I think can help us as entrepreneurs and consumers kind of navigate this shift. So, way more personalized communication is coming out from large brands. So, you might see like a Fortune 500 company sending emails from the CEO, like in their voice and their tone and talking about their experiences. I even think of things like Jimmy Fallon, when he was recording his show from home and his daughters are in there and they're all just like living their life. And now all of a sudden I can picture him in his life and his daughters and his wife out on their morning walk together. And like I think that we're all just like craving these actual human voices. And I think that so many large corporations are seeing this and not just focusing on an overall brand voice, but like a human voice. And I think that that is super powerful. And I think it's a really good reminder for us, even if we run smaller brands, like Put the humanness and the human nature back into your communications because it really helps you to connect with people. Another strategy that is not a new strategy, but something that I'm seeing working really well is using quizzes to grow your email list quickly. So people are looking for distraction tactics. We're looking for fun. We're looking for lighthearted. We want to know what superhero we would be if we showed up with a cape. (laughs) We are just trying to bring some unexpected joy into our lives and online quizzes are not new. However, I think people are a lot more receptive to waste their time on them in a beautiful way and to be given results. like We Want some sort of result. We want some sort of way to tie something up with a bow this year. And quizzes are a really cool way to do that. So, if you've never created a quiz, a quiz is a very cool way to invite people to take some sort of action with you and to yield a result. If you want to see a quiz in action, Our secret sauce quiz is super fun and the results are just amazing. And it's secretsaucequiz.com and you can kind of just see what that looks like and how it works from a growing your email list standpoint, but it also helps us see trends in who is taking action with us and how we can serve them better. And that kind of steers the ship. Another way that I am seeing so many of my peers focus on list building this year is by hosting free challenges or free conferences on Zoom. Free anything that is adding value, whether it's a free webinar, a free training, a free masterclass. But I've been seeing a ton of free challenges pop up. This can be a huge way to grow your list and to serve your community and a value add. And this can also be an opportunity to partner up with other experts in your arena, to partner up with different people in your industry and just to like serve the world and feel like you're adding value while also growing your list of people that are desiring change or action or information. And then the last one is just through very honest invites into conversation. So, making people feel like they are a part of an exclusive community through your email list where you are serving them information that is not found on the internet. So giving them access to secret blog posts or extra unaired podcast episodes or getting them into your private community, but creating a sense of community through those communications that give that exclusivity feeling is a really great way to grow your list. And so those are kind of the trends I'm seeing. And again, none of it is new, but it's just kind of evolved as this year has unfolded. That was a very long answer for the strategies around email list building.
1: I love a long answer. And again, it's your show. Take it away. So I've been taking little notes as we've been talking. And so I want to go back through like the five points to make sure I'm getting out of this, what I should have gotten out of this email list building conversation. Is that cool? Let's do it. Okay. Please. So number one, I need to just start and pick a provider. So yes. check off my list. Second, I need to stop making a to-do list of excuses as to why I can't start my list because there are solutions to those perceived problems, whether it be like Canva for creating a freebie or options to start your list without even having a website. Yes. So there's that one. Okay. Number three, I need to start paying attention to what's getting my attention in my own inbox and let that inform how I'm serving my own email list and what I'm sending to them and what I'm offering to them in those emails. Okay. Um, The next one would be no dead ends. And it's time to open up that dead end I've created for myself. Like a figurative ripping that dead end sign off the road and just diving back in again. And finally, number five, communicate to other humans like a human and provide those humans value. Does that sound like what I should have taken away from this conversation? It's perfect. It is Ooh.
0: perfect. And I think that a lot of times when we think about marketing as a whole, we almost change our demeanor and our language, right? And we we feel very strategic and our approach shifts. But when we look at gaining access to someone's inbox as this more intimate way to converse and serve and add value and connect, it kind of makes it just feel like why would I not do this? Why would I not take this opportunity? And I can tell you, I mean, from the strategy standpoint, it is the number one way we drive profits, but it's also the number one way that we serve. And so it's just a beautiful marriage of strategy and connection that is required to sustain a company, a business, an entrepreneur endeavor over different seasons like we've experienced. And I think a lot of people are realizing that specifically with the year 2020 that social media alone is powerful but you are not harnessing the true power of connection and owning something that an email list can provide you and that is why I will forever think email marketing is the sexiest marketing strategy on planet
1: earth (laughs) (laughs) another Jetta Kutcher email list nerd out session in the books thank you for letting me pay witness to this
0: Thank you for helping sum it all up and for asking every question. I really, really think this is going to help people. And I'm really excited for people to dive on in and start their lists or grow and scale what they've already began. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast